I hate to cut you off, but I'm gonna lose control. If I can't get on the mic and spit me a verse on this here overload, I'm a toe. When it's time to go and get the bag, I'ma hit the road. Just run the town, I'm in a different mode. Kick this game overload. Time that we left off, uh, you had barely brushed on the topic of the music industry. What is your experience in the music industry? What you know? What's your connection to the music industry? What what do you, you know? What do you do? I said a consultant because a consultant could be anything. How I got my start, and hopefully everybody can see me. I, I look, you know, my head isn't cut off or anything. Um, Charlie will let me know if if I do or if I fade all the way to black because of the shade, but. It, how I got my start in music is, to me, I always, like every, a lot of people love music, read the lyrics, want to see, you know, this and that, would email, not email, would write letters um, back in the day. So when I had got um, politely kicked out of um, the school in Kansas, and um, I, I was in Barnes & Nobles working them two jobs, Graveyard, Chevron track and trail during the day at the mall, Sun Valley Mall. And one day at night, I found a magazine called Explosive. And Ron Hood, I see is the owner of it, right? I hit Ron Hood up like, hey, by this time, my cousin said, you got $2,500 on you? He said, come to Grambling with me. I said, okay, I'll come to Grambling with you. He's like, yeah, we'll be rich out there with that. I find this magazine, I call the owner, and I say, hey, I'd like to write for you. Um, I could write for you for a couple weeks, but I'm about to go to Louisiana. Ron Hood is sharper than a, a Ginsu knife. Uh, black and Filipino cat. Still runs Underdog Records in Pittsburgh, California. You said, what's the name of the label? Un Underdog Records. It's a, it's a store. It's a, it's a, it's a, it was a record shop that had clothing, but he also shot like, um, you know, how we used to have the locals shooting the music videos and the local shows on TV. Like, you know, he did that almost like public access, but he spent a lot more money. Mm -hmm. And so Underdog Records, um, he had ex had Explosive Magazine. And again, he was real sharp from the soil. And he said, you're about to go to Louisiana. He said, come by the shop. Let's talk because he doesn't trust anybody right? Ron, Ron is just one of those. And he said, look, why don't you write these stories? I got a Mad Lion concert you can go to. I'm like, Mad Lion? I know the name, but I really don't know the, all the game. So I got to do a little research, right? So he's like, yeah, I'll pay you in CDs or videos for this many stories. I'll give you so many CDs and I'll give you the videos, you know, if these are features, whatever, you know. I'm like, well, I'm a fan first. So I got paid in CDs. I'm like 18 years old, right? right. Get paid in CDs. Go see Mad Lion. I can't even drink there. Um, but I'm, I'm doing a Mad Lion interview. Um, and I'm just nosy. I mean, we rap to so many people in the Bay Area for what we wanted, whether it was to get into movie theaters, whether it was to, you know, get numbers, whatever we wanted. So our rap was tight, and that's what this whole thing is about. Like, if you don't have a mouthpiece, you can't win. And a lot of people say they have a mouthpiece on YouTube, but I don't see that reflect your bank account. When we were kids, we were counting score 
with how many chains, who had diamonds, who had rings, who had, you know, um, things, who actually had money, who had to, you know, have someone else pay for their them to go into something. I'm talking about being teenagers, right? So I get, I start doing that just for a couple weeks. I go to Louisiana, I got $2,500. My rent is two. 225 sharing it with no 250 sharing it with my uh my older cousin right we got a dishwasher we're considered rich ron told me he was going to start sending me magazines in the box loads to flood the south i said no problem he said i'm also going to start paying you too when you do that because that's a different job than being a writer now you're doing distribution he said and i don't care what you do with the magazine so what do i do I sell them for a dollar or two to everybody in California at Grambling was like, they see, they're homesick, right? Most, most of them first time being away from home. If they were older, um, they're like, wait, you interviewed Mad Lion? Hold on. You interviewed Selly Cell? You interview, you know, whoever their favorite rapper was, right? For, straight from the soil. So I'm now known as the journalist guy at 18, 19, whatever. I, got, I, I put a little small team together. Shout out to a, a rapper and a friend of mine to this day, KO. I give him a box of magazines. I say, hey, just bring me back like a dollar a magazine. He hustles them and can get them sold for like $5 a magazine to people. And he's more kind of in the, in the, you know, he's in a different circle that I'm in. You know what I mean? Because he's doing music. He's a, a rapper. I'm just interviewing the rappers and whatnot. So I do that from here to Texas. Somebody else had a car. I say, hey, we going to a game? Let me bring my, some of my magazines. It was really a business card, a calling card in game. You talk to somebody, hey, hey, y'all look like y'all do rap. You want to buy, buy some ad time in explosive? Um, you know, oh, what's the cost? You know, in the South, they don't care. But the, the price was fair. You know what I mean? We were doing a thing, um, and Ron really um, perfected this. And I want to say he created it, but he'll give credit to somebody else. We were doing this thing called City to City, where we would take a page or two, and since not everybody could afford 800 or or $1,000 for a story, why not y'all just break that up in like fours or something like that? Mm. And, and so now we're going city to city. Do that in Kansas City. You wouldn't even have to go to cities. You could just call them like, hey, Tech Nine's people, blah, blah, blah. You know, you guys want to buy a page? Folks like Tech Nine, they're not stingy because they've been making money, right? Um, so that's how the magazine game. Once I did that, and I remember seeing people like Paul Wall before anybody on the West Coast or East Coast knew who Paul Wall was, talking to him talking to, you know, going to the BET Awards, talking to Julia Beverly when nobody wanted to deal with Julia Beverly and she was hustling out there. So I always will give respect to seeing those people. But keep in mind what I told you guys on the last episode why you have to go back if this is your first track is I was 15, 16, going to New York to get Clue tapes and had stuff that DJs two years prior did not have this stuff. So I was already kind of like when you can talk the talk because you know where in Soho to go get tapes. And when you talk to people who've traveled, this is why the scriptures tell, tell you an educated person is a traveled person. You got to travel 
so you can see some things because you can only talk about so much if you only stay in the 510. That's Oakland area code or the 925 or the Bay Area. You got to go see some things. And that's why going to Africa every chance I get and then doing business deals, even at the, uh, the micro level, helps me go for something new. And it's like, okay, let me learn, let me learn. So that's how I got in the game. But once I, once the magazine game did like this and dipped, it was like, okay, what are we going to do? We go from getting paid a good amount of money. I was never rich off that, but I could pay my bills off that. I said, who did I like being like if magazines are going out? And there's this one woman, I really admired her. And she said, I would never date anybody in this industry. And I would, I would tell you to do the same. Vicky Charles, anybody who's seasoned in this game knows Vicky Charles' name because she ran the PR department for Universal, especially when Cash Money got the, started getting their deal. And so I said, I like Vicky's job and I like her swag. And so that's where the PR part came in. Once you start doing PR, it's a wrap if you did it right. If you were a journalist first, and then you did PR, you came up the old school way, so you know what the journalists are looking for. Once the PR thing was cool, it was my, my partner to this day, Raru, who said, Kellen, you're in the top publicist group. She put me in there, the top publicist group. Um, PR czars is what we call ourselves. But she said, Kellen, I'm going to let you know, you do more than PR. So make sure you're charging for that because you set up people's business. You make people money. You make, you know, I, I tell, I had a woman who makes um, a good amount of money. I almost said her money amount. I'm not going to say that, but she lives in Africa. She said, you've given me two business ideas this week. Uh, I'm a, you know, you got to send me an invoice type talk. I said, okay, okay. You know, that type of talk. Am I going to send it? No she'd have to, you know, give it to me because I'm just giving the game because we're supposed to share, Charlie. With unity, we all win. If not, I don't know what you're here for. Ah, I like it. I love it. I love it. I mean, come on, man. You speak in my language. Hey, check this out. This is the second episode of Game Overload. You know what I'm saying? I am Smooth J. Charles, and I'm here with Kellen Cash, man. The game right now, man, on uh, 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 on a whole on a whole bunch of uh, on your story, man, and and I appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a unique story. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and and I think it's just a powerful thing that people can learn from. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because they might uh, have faced some you know, similar experiences in their life, you know, uh, uh, you know, to where they've been, you know, where, where they've been diagnosed or misdiagnosed, you know what I'm saying? Like we was talking about earlier and all of that, you know what I'm saying? And, and how you just, you know, didn't pay that no mind and, and, and uh, did your thing. So, uh, so, uh, so man, what do you see, man, for the future? Man, I see great things for the future. The plan is to do more investment, especially on the continent of Africa. It's wide open for all of us. It's the reason why I created the website, um, www. I say that because some of the search engines are hating on us. Um, dot mall of Africa dot Africa. Yes, dot Africa. 
um, thedaysof.com. You guys can have that. But we're .africa everything. And I'm showing people uh, this is a free website that you can go invest with other people right now with, you know, at least five different investments and see other YouTubers. We just today closed a deal that one of my, um, the African Diaspora News Channel, um, you know, he's going to have his office in Kenya, you know, in Nairobi. That's going to happen. And we're going to show other people, you know, how to do that. And so, um, and there's other YouTubers who are getting, who've gotten citizenship already in Africa and people putting plans. So that's where I see the future for me. Cause like this environment that I'm in right now with the palm trees, this is, you know, a quarter of the price in Africa with the same, you know, palm trees back when the continents were all put together, right? Um, all the continents. Um, and so before the shift, what do they call it? Like pan, pangenia or whatever? I can't, I can't. Come on, you know, come I, on, talk to me. Hey, man, yeah. hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm the student, man. I'll be studying some shit, man. And, you know, uh, we're the original people as far as we talk about uh, quote-unquote African people or black people or whatever you want to call it. But those are all misdiagnoses also because we're really not black people or African people. <laughs> well, that we got to take, yeah, we got to take whatever labels society will understand, but we also have to know who we are because one thing I don't like, Charlie, is when people we're, say... We're the original people. We're the yeah. original people. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Now look, uh, so and we're not from Africa. We chose Africa because that was the most plentiful, most beautifulest place to be in the world. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that's what it that's what it was. But we man, we're all over the world. We're all over the world, and. Uh, and uh so so but that that that's that that's what makes it uh so interesting that you choose africa for the future oh yeah because the first shall be last and the last shall be first and i tell people i really didn't choose africa africa chose me before i even went there because of i grew up with my my my, my road dog um, was basically like the Akon story. Everything that Akon, that type of same story, you know, the good, the bad, because people who know me know who that is and they know his history. So I don't want to go too deep into that because that's the next man's story to tell. But we, we did a lot of, you know, interesting things and we, we, we went flying, you know, he, he's a pilot. We went flying and, and he, for who he was and who he is now, it's a 180, right? But we would go flying on some, like, he's the captain type stuff. And people like, if, if I put it in a book, people wouldn't believe me. They'd be like, that didn't happen. How does somebody go from, you know, the pits of hell, you know, as a kid, and then they still become a pilot, whatnot. Not that he came from the pits of hell, but I'm talking about, you know, you have to go through your, your civil stuff and your, 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 your court stuff sometimes as a black man in America. But that, that, Africa chose me, and once I finally got there, I know why it chose me, because I've been to 16-plus countries, and I have fun in all of them, right, and all of them. My worst, my least favorite is Germany, because it reminds me as, like, America, if you don't speak the language, 
it's a problem. But that's not the same thing in France. That's not the same thing in Belgium. It's not the same thing in the Netherlands where everybody, you know, pretty much speaks English. Not the same thing in Mexico, Jamaica, whatever, you know, it, uh, Malta. You know, my wife and I, we really liked Malta because it was just kicked back for the time being. So it, it's like you got to get in when you fit in. And it's a saying that the nomad capitalist always says, you got to go where you're treated best. And that's all that I want to do is go where I'm treated best. Wherever ain't treating me right, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so so do you have uh, uh, any, any, any countries that you nar- narrowed down? Because, I mean, Africa, you know, is the you know the big African cake? They done cut it up and sliced it and diced it into you know many many pieces and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Do you have any place uh, in particular that you want to uh, plant your feet in uh, when you when uh, uh, when you first land there? Yeah, I, I and I say it so I don't give y'all uh, I don't mix you up um, for those who are thinking because nobody can tell you where the best place for you is. But uh, for me, I need to be by the water. So my wife is from Cameroon, and we have some um, some dealings going on right now where, you know, I'm ready uh, after this COVID thing to start planting stuff for this dream house and start putting some bricks together and some, some, some you know, uh, in, in this certain place in Cameroon that I really, really enjoy. Um, you know, Amber Boys, we're going we, man, things are about to change. It's about to be peace and mellow, you know, because there's a little conflict where I want to go going on because the people are tired of being harassed. But, um, and, and, and a lot of nonsense is going on with the, the French government as well, you know, fueling the fire. But Cameroon is one of them. Um, I loved Kenya as well. South Africa is beautiful. Ethiopia, like all these countries that I've been to, I see business. Every city I go to, I'm a hustler. I see business. So, you know, every place has a different thing. And so, like, I teach this if people ever want to book a time, like, we can talk about what places, based on getting to know you, what would be a good fit. Because not that many people speak English in Ethiopia, but you're probably not going to find kinder people just off face value just because you're there. But in Kenya, where mainly everybody pretty much speaks English, they have great customer service as well. But depending on where you are in Kenya, it might be a little too fast paced for you. So for me, like the Rastas always say, one Africa. And so wherever I go in Africa, I'm home and I've traced my roots back. And then I even went deeper because I went deeper than the the, the test. And I I teach that too, when people say they really want to know because it takes a little bit of time. So I tell them, you know, hey, I got a little a little package for you. And we can show you not just where you're from, but where you're going to go. Because they lied to us all in school. They lied to us about Santa Claus. They lied about the Tooth Fairy. I don't do the no lying, man. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Hey, so, uh, so it, it, they lied to us about Africa. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. let me tell you about Africa... You think like you know what I'm saying? I don't know a little hat. I don't. I don't know. You you think starvation, five belly kids. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Butterflies buzzing around. Uh, 
but you've seen Africa for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so how, how is that different from the narrative that they paint? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Is it, is it like, I mean, is it anything like America? I mean, big cities are big cities worldwide. Whether you go to where, wherever you want to go, big city is the big city. One thing I'll t say is, and I think you'll appreciate this more than most, is, okay, let's say that, that you do pitch your huts, right? I was in Ethiopia in a place called Mekele. Um, I saw a place that I wanted to buy. It's just a little brick type housing, right? It doesn't look like they even have electricity, might still have lanterns. I said, this reminds me of our family cabin that we have in California that the, you know, the, that the family has because there's, you know, there's electricity at the family cabin, but it ain't no internet. It's not any, you know, big TV. People are trying to bring that in, but we don't want that because we kind of like being off the grid, right? So to me, that gives me that, like, I don't have to have everything that everybody thinks they need because if power goes out, I'm cool. I got a mind to think. I got pen and paper to write on. Even if I don't, I have conversation. And that's how we really got, got down, you know, back in the day, telling stories. That's why most of us are, are great storytellers. Um, and so to me, Africa is, I mean, I'm home, even if I don't speak the language, even though I, I, I can, you know, in different languages, people say, I didn't know you spoke that. I said, I don't, but you should have learned at least a piece. So in case you get lost, I've been in, Paris, where a man killed himself, jumped in front of the train, whole train, start flickering lights like the movies. I don't speak uh, good French at all, so I don't speak French at all. And I'm like scared for a second because I don't know what happened. You know, terrorist attacks just happened prior to me leaving, um, me leaving, um, you know, I've left places and terrorist attacks have happened before, right? So you just don't know. And to me, they lie to us because they want to keep you on the plantation. And as long as they can keep you paying taxes and keep you in this bubble of America's the greatest country, which it is a great country. I don't get it wrong. But to say something is the greatest means you have to have experience and not just you are on a resort in a place. You know, Chris Rock has a great joke about that in his latest stand-up. You guys go to Jamaica, jump in a van, go to the see the worst poverty you've ever seen and come and get to the resort and come back to America and say Jamaica's beautiful. But you didn't step off the resort. I have and I've stayed off the resort with my with my wife, you know, and so it, it, it was all a dream because when you go to Africa, especially as a black man, it's just different. If you go as any man, as a man, period. Is different. I can't speak on a woman because I'm not a woman, right? But I'm talking about for like how men think and how we like to do things. That you're just at peace and it's okay. Nobody's gonna give you a hashtag. That's not illegal. You know the different things. That's not illegal to do. You know, cops stop you. It's not illegal to show him a little appreciation so you can end this thing because that's all he really wanted anyway. You know. We're not out there committing crimes, but I do like that you don't have to worry about a militarized state and people watching you from camera to camera in case you, you know, 
jaywalk or something. <laughs> right, 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 man. You don't want none of that, man. <laughs> but check mm -hmm. this out, man. This is the game overload, man. And Kevin Cash is giving you the game right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is Smooth Jack Charles. Man, my phone's ringing. Man, I'm telling you, man, that's just what it is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but look, but we we but gonna wrap up this episode. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I hope it's good to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's good player. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Charlie, what's that? Before before we wrap this episode, I'm just curious to know when you talk about huts and and you know the poverty and whatnot. What is home? to you like what do you need for something to be considered home to you man you gonna ask me a question like that man home is where you lay your hat man you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying it's, uh where our roam is home you know you dig what i'm saying like man uh shit the earth is my turf you know what i'm saying like uh yeah like man yeah wherever man you know what i'm saying like this whole place, <laughs> the, wait, wait, wherever you can see. <laughs> okay, and that, and that, that's what I wanted to know. I know you were gonna, you were gonna wrap it up, but I wanted to get that before you did that, just so you know, we we give a, a full uh, description of people who really don't know. Do they need the big house to you know be considered successful, or do they just need peace? and family and somebody who will be there for them, you know, kids running around if that's your thing. It, it, man, it was like I was kind of touching on in in, in uh in the in the earlier interview. Uh is is really yeah, finding finding yourself, your your true self and letting go of your false self. Because uh you know what I'm saying? The 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 the, the misdiagnosis. You gotta let go of the misdiagnosis, you know what I'm saying? And then find who you really are. You know what I'm saying? And when and, and, and when that happens, you realize, man, uh as far as the way it goes, man, uh man, everything is your play. Okay. Yeah. I and that that's a you know, that might be the, the start of our next conversation because Charlie wanted to cut it, but I needed to I needed to hear that uh, because I, I don't think a big home or small home, home is home. So we, we, we might have to go, you know, deeper on another uh, episode. But but y'all y'all stay tuned in and be blessed. I hate to cut you off, but I'm gonna lose control. If I can't get on the mic and spin me a verse on this here overload, never told. When it's time to go and get the bag, I'ma hit the road. Just run the town, I'm in a different mode.